Turning me on to my MBS Feeling real good, we don't need no stress Feeling real good cause it be so blessed Feeling real good, let me take my breath like what more can I say? We doing this shit all day, every day. Batter up, that's me, right at home plate. Grand slam, damn, now I'm feeling so great. Like, well, let me get my grip, let me take my drink, let me get that sip, let me take that shot while I take a piss. 14 G's on my favorite wrist. Bust down this while I sip on Chris. Damn, you don't know we were made for Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? It's your boy McQuinn, and I'm back with another episode of the Yup, I Said It podcast. I'm here live at New Wave Studios, and if you want to book a session, just hit us up on Instagram at New Waves Guam or go to newwavesguam.com and book a, book yourself a session where you want to record, whether you want to shoot a video, do anything in any forms of entertainment, we got you. Pictures, all that. And with me, I have one of the founders of New Waves who's also a music producer, a realtor, mm-hmm business owner, all the above. This man does it all. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Jeremy J. Luby. Thank you for being on the podcast, brother. Thank you for having me, man. It's been it's been a while, bro. Like, I know since you had the What's Up podcast, we've talked about having me on the show, and um, I'm, I'm, uh, finally I'm here, right? Like, I'm, about time. I'm, I, but I'm, I'm one that always, like, looks out for other people, and I want to I wanna bring other people up. Right? Yeah, and and put the spotlight on them if they want it, and and um, so I'm I'm very selfless uh, in, in terms of a lot of things. So, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm happy to be here, man. Appreciate it, dude. Dude, thank you so much, man. And you, so you've been on on Guam for about thirteen years, roughly. Yeah, th- thirteen so, to fifteen ish. Yeah. So what what brought you out here, and where did you come from? So I came from Washington State originally, you know, prior to my real estate days and everything, uh, and even the music out here in Guam. Uh, my family business uh, was Horse and Cow Bar and Grill. So um, we opened up the Horse and Cow Bar and Grill literally 500 feet from here, you know, maybe even yeah. less, dude. Like <laughs> we can see it from the balcony. Yep, right across the street, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I ran that operation for, for my father and I for several years. and. Uh, we were we were planning on on opening up a place in Hawaii. It never worked out, and um, it was either I go back to Washington State or I stay in Guam. And I was like, you know, if I if I had to pick or choose, I'm gonna stay in a place that's sunny and beautiful and tropical and close to Asia and all that stuff. So, uh, long story short, horse and cow brought me here. The island kept me here. Okay, that's what's up. And yeah, I mean, horse and cow is pretty good. It's wing night, as a matter of fact. You know, they got the wing night on it Thursdays. Is, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. And so your family business is Horse and Cow, and you guys started that in Washington, and you basically made it a franchise. Real quick, so my grandfather started it back in 1956, to be specific, with a couple of his brothers. They were all military, different branches of military, um, and they all came together and wanted to do a bar for the military members. They didn't really have a direction to go, uh, and Submariners just attached to it. Um, and started bringing in memorabilia off the submarines, plaques and banners and whatever else, and it eventually evolved into who's a competition of who can bring in the coolest shit from the boat, right? Yeah. Um, and then it was displayed in the bar, whether it was a urinal from a submarine or a banner or a, a, a wood sideboard or a plaque or whatever it was, and, and it just developed into what it is now. Yeah. Okay, and so that's why all that shit is in, is in Horse and Cow, all that sub- Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And uh, so after Horse and Cow, you, you got into real estate. And so you're a realtor. You were my realtor, as a matter of fact. You know, helped me get my, my, beautiful, my beautiful condo hey. into Mooning. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for that. And uh, thank you for, uh, for sticking it out with me because, you know, I, I know I'm real picky. Hey, when it <laughs> hey to each but, his own, man, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm super picky about, you know, I mean, it's your home, guys. It's so where you're gonna lay your head at for the next year or however long you sign your lease for. So, and um, you, so after with the realty thing, you along with I am Ray John and, and Raj, you guys started this studio and opened up new waves. I remember once upon a time it used to be called Goldaint Studios, but that's when it just really, it wasn't really that much of a direction. So, the, uh, to backtrack a little bit, like I don't really know. The, like I, I mean, I know the history of it, but to save some time, like I wasn't part of of New Waves or or whatever it was prior to to my involvement. Um, 
even even you know when I first got involved, I had no idea that this studio even existed, and this was just maybe two and a half years ago. So I I'm fairly new to this studio to um, what we're doing here, but things have evolved very quickly and um, uh, shit, yeah. So is that is that what what got you back into music production? Because I know you. You you were into music, you know, when you were in the states, and then you came to Guam. I'm sure you probably took some time away from it to focus on your business mm -hmm. and real estate, et cetera. So then, when you joined up with New Waves and when you guys opened up the studio, was that what got you inspired to start getting back into making music and producing? It was yeah, it was actually like really coincidental. Uh, in terms of timing, like I, I had kind of, I was doing music before, like you said, and I fell off because I was focused on um, not only, you know, my, my family business, horse and cow, um, but even getting into real estate, the transition was really quick and I went full bore into real estate. Um, and when I learned about the studio, I actually heard about it through another broker, uh, real estate broker. And it just so happened that like maybe three months prior to me finding out about this place, I started making beats again. And it was just beat making. I wasn't engineering, I wasn't doing anything um, like commercially or radio type stuff or whatever. I was, it, it was just, it, it was really awkward but really cool and kind of like definitely a blessing to like find out about New Waves. I had no idea there was a music studio on Guam. Even prior to finding out that uh, there was a music studio here. New Waves, New Waves, New Waves, New Waves. Uh, selfish plug. Um, I actually built a, a, a little vocal recording booth in my previous residence. So I spent like $300. I built a room within a room, covered it with blankets and pillows and all kinds of old shit that I was not using anymore yeah. to actually be able to record decent vocals. And even then, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So to answer your question... Uh, I think I answered it probably a few times. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I like to talk. Sorry. And I know um, I, I know with with making beats and with music, I know that's definitely something that that can help you cope and can help you get through things. I know uh, we're going to touch up on mental health and I'm glad that you're here to, yeah. uh, to be willing to talk about it because yeah. I feel like mental health, especially for men, oftentimes is swept under the rug and I feel like society is more reactive as far as um, as opposed to proactive to men's mental uh, I agree, health, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, we all we all go through things. I mean, it's definitely tough to to be a man because you have all these societal pressures and you have all these expectations from from maybe family members or your spouse, and and you you have so much burden on you. And whenever you feel like you come close to a breaking point, you have all these people counting on you, so you can't say, "Hey, look." I'm, I need, I need to take a break or right now it's too much for me. Right now I, I can't handle everything that that's on my plate. Perfect example. If I could just chime in sure. like two days ago, you know, I wear a lot of hats, man. Real estate is what I do full time. That's how I make my money. And, and I'm very blessed to, to, um, you know, have the clients that I have and the business that I have. Um, but I also put as much as I can into the music business because it's my passion. That's the dream, right? Um, and if, if the people that are around me, that are on my team, if they're not succeeding, I'm not succeeding. Um, so I, f I feel like there's a huge weight on my shoulders. Like, I got to be the first in, last to leave. Like, that's my mentality. Um, and just a couple of days ago, man, my body and my brain told me, dude, fuck off. Straight up, my, my, I, was, I wanted to come in here so bad. I had so many ideas, and it, I'm, I'm, I'm always thinking. My mind's always turning. But I had to tell myself no, and it's, it's a really tough thing to do. You know what I mean? When other people are counting on you and, um, you know, expecting you or wanting you for certain things, and uh, it's a good thing to have, but it's all, it can also be very draining. You know what I mean? Most definitely. Yeah, I feel you on that, especially if you feel like, you're you're doing a whole lot and you may not be getting that same amount of energy in return well said i know that that's something that can can really be draining you know the uh reciprocation if you've not if you're not getting that then it's like okay well 
I feel like I'm doing this in vain. And that can be very discouraging. It can be depressing because then you start to question yourself like, well, is there something that I'm not doing? Right. Yeah. Or am I doing too much? True. You know? Yep, yep. And you wanted to chime in on, on that? Because I know you said you, you come here, you are the first one in, you are the last one out. You know, sometimes you, you got, I don't want to put, I don't want to put it all out there, but sometimes, you know, your wife calls like, when are you coming home? Because, you know, you're, yours is so, uh, you're, but, but you're yeah, so I'm, dedicated I, I, to this I'm craft. I'm not making this face or this <laughs> uh, body language for, you know, to make light of it. But yeah, no, I mean, you know, uh, I got a wife at home too, right? And, and, you know, she cares, she worries about me, she supports me 100%. And, um, sometimes I think with, with what we're going to get into as far as dude, the whole mental health um, topic, right, uh, to what we're leading into, um, I, you know, I think sometimes I, I think I use drinking, and I'll be honest, I think I use drinking as, as a crutch to uh, fill some of that void or whatever you want to call it, right? Like, um, you know, I wouldn't, say I, I wouldn't say I'm an alcoholic, but I drink a lot, probably more than the average person. And yeah, and then, you know, when my wife calls and, you know, she's worried about me and sometimes I don't pick up the phone and it can cause some issues. And, um, you know, that's something I'm dealing with too. But uh, I feel like, you know, this podcast and what we're doing is, is, is a good outlet for me to get some of that stuff off my chest to the public um, and just let people know, like, I'm a, I'm a real human being. A lot of people run into me day to day when I'm out doing real estate or I see people on the road. Guam's a small island, yeah, right? And I'll be cruising and I'll see somebody, hey, you know, I give them a smile and a wave and whatever else. And it's not fake, but it's not fake and it's not forced. Um, but sometimes I'm, you know, just not in the mood to be happy-go-lucky Jeremy Luby realtor or, or music producer. Sometimes I just want to just, hey, fuck off, people. Like that, I mean, sometimes it's just what it is, you know? And But I don't want to be that. So I think th if this helps anybody, even if it helps me, I'm happy with at least expressing it and talking about it. Most definitely. And, and a lot of people f may feel that way sometimes, you know? Because even personally, sometimes I feel that way. To where you know I'll just isolate myself away. Just and it's not and it's not them and it's nothing personal. Yeah. You know, no, no, no. It's it, never it, personal. It's, yeah. It's never personal. I mean, we we just have them days where we just like, yo, go fuck yourself, but not in a bad way. Still love you, but yeah. just just for right now, go fuck yourself until I'm in a better mood and then we can we can go back to normal because yeah. I feel like we do need we do need that time to to ourselves to really just reflect in. And also, you know, we, we don't want to be the worst version of ourselves around the people that we care about. Facts, dude. And that, that's, a, that's a good point, too, because, you know, when I come into the studio, even if I'm drinking, I want to be refreshed. You know, I, I, I mean, drink, I'm not getting f wasted and, you know, putting effort into something that I believe is, is real and tangible and, and exciting and whatever else. I may have a couple of drinks, and towards the end of the night, sure, I might get a little carried away. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right with that. Yeah, and you know we don't want to be that way around the people that we care about because they already look at us and they already have this standard about us. So we want to always try to to live to that standard or be a little bit more than than the standard that they set us at. And and like perfect example, I mean, like I said, you know, you you have a wife at home, and and from what I see, you know, she. She's there for you. She's 100% supportive. You know, she she the real MVP. Shout out to you, Imi. You the real MVP. For real, dude. Like, she puts up with a lot of shit from me, bro. Honestly. A lot. I'm not going to get into detail, but, <laughs> I mean, not, not, nothing crazy. But, you know, I might come home and I had a couple few drinks and I might say something stupid or do something stupid. Next morning, she go, babe, do you know what you said last night? I'd be like, nah, babe, oh, my God. When she asked me that question already, I'm like, fuck, what did I do, bro? And then she'll lay it out. And then, I, oh, my God, my heart sinks, and I'm just like, nah. Like, I'm not that guy, you yeah. know? I mean, not like it's like a life or death type shit, but, yeah. And then you got to go to the dog house with the rest of your dogs. And you're just like, damn. <laughs> I mean, mm, yeah, couch is comfortable, but it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
But no, that that's cool though. That's cool. So um, so let's talk more about about the production. I know you you just released the track called Secrets, and you're working on a project. You're working on a on a project, and uh, you're anticipating on on dropping it for for the summertime. Yeah. You know it, and it's you know it's supposed to be like an upbeat, you know, up tempo type of type of sound to your project. And uh, what made you want to uh, start on on a project like this one? So, like. My mind always goes straight to hip-hop. Like, what inspired me to get into music was the boom-bap, like, like raw hip-hop type stuff. Like, um, boom-bap project, for example. Um, KRS-One, uh, Nas, Wu-Tang Clan, Jay-Z. It's funny, too, because, like, I'm from the West Coast, but I have a lot of East Coast influences. So when I make music, for the most part, my brain, especially lyrically, and when I'm making a beat, goes straight to hip hop. And I kind of wanted to, sorry, spit a little bit. I kind of wanted to like break the mold a little bit um, and and challenge myself by doing something a little bit different, right? Where um, I, you know, a lot of people think that I'm just rap or just hip hop or just R&B, um, but I love like classic rock and roll. Um, I really, really love like what Avicii did, R.I.P. Avicii, like rest in peace, man. Like that dude was so talented. Um, and uh, like Zed, for example, Zed's another influence of mine. Uh, David Guetta, right? So I love that type of music. I just never really understood how to make it. And now that I, I'm, I'm, I'm progressing in my craft as far as a producer and an engineer and, and, and a, uh, a recording engineer, I, I just wanted to step out of the box a little bit and, and just showcase like what else I could do, right? Not just be in the bubble or in the box of what I already know for, for the most part. Um, and it's coming out really good. Like uh, uh, shout out Lauren Peretta. She, she's got like uh, one, maybe two tracks, one for sure, at least two um, on, on that project coming out. Uh, Ray John, I am Ray John. He's got he's got some vocals on that track. Other than that, like I I I I'm a, I'm 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 very comfortable and I'm very happy using samples. And what's cool, like sample loops, and what's cool about it is like I find a lot of vocal samples um, that'll fit a beat that I make. So either I'll make a beat around a vocal sample, or I'll make a beat and then find a vocal sample to fit that beat. And it's just very uplifting, and I just wanted to create something that just like feel good type stuff. Yeah. Cause you know, you, I'm working here with Spell. Shout out to Spell, and whatever, whoever. Yeah, it's always just rap, hardcore rap. And I mean, not always hardcore. Yeah. I mean, um, but you know, I, like I, I, and I love that. Don't get me wrong, but I just wanted to do something different and more uplifting, and and you know, and it's coming out really great. So yeah. And yeah, I mean. Secrets is out now, so don't forget to go stream that and support support J Dot here. Secrets is like low key, probably like my least favorite. <laughs> I like Secrets track so far. Like Secrets is a Secrets is a cut. Like lyrically, it's cool. The beat's very chill. Like it's uplifting and chill. Um, I'm not trying to hate on my own music by any means, <laughs> uh, but I think if if that's a testament to what this project is gonna be, I personally wouldn't. My name on secret. I mean, I am because it's my track. But um, at the same time, I think I think a lot of people are going to be really surprised at the outcome of of this project in its entirety. It's it's going to be totally different. Uh, a lot of it's going to be very radio friendly. Um, I, I'm I'm excited to put it out. Yeah, we all are. And uh, and on top of that, working on a on a new waves compilation album. So that too, like. Um, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I don't think I want to call it a New Waves album necessarily. Um, now that we've got a lot more, um, you know, talent and, and, and some diversity and the type of music that we're making and stuff, um, I, I think for, for what it is, we'll call it like uh, New Waves, New Waves uh, hip-hop mixtape number one or something, right? I don't want to call it New Wave's album because it's just, it's R&B and hip-hop. That's what it is, strictly, for, for what I've been working on. But we have so much other stuff coming out, and I think we can, we can 
you know, build off of that wave, right, for new waves, build off of that wave of putting out, you know, new waves first hip hop mixtape, right? Uh, instead of calling it an album, I, I just, yeah, I want to build off it. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, so what? Throw a, a few little EPs, maybe, here and there, and then, and then when, then when you build it, then then make an album, like something oh, like that. Or? I mean, everybody has their own definition, I think, of album and mixtape and whatever else. Like, so this mixtape, I'm calling it a mixtape, right? Okay. Anyway, hip hop mixtape. Um, I think we got eleven or twelve tracks, right? So you technically could consider that as an album. Um, I, I just don't want to call it that. I, I think labeling is a, is a, and, and titles actually means a lot um, in what we're doing. You know, I'm not a professional in it yet, but um, I feel like calling it a mixtape is probably the best thing to do now. So when we do release a new waves, you know, pop or EDM or whatever else, right? So it'd be different variations. Like, you know, remember the old like mixtapes, right? You yeah. Mixtape album one, mixtape volume two, mixtape volume three, and you'd hear some new shit as the progression, you know, comes up. I, I feel you on yeah, that. Yeah. So I kind of want to separate, like, not this is not just the New Waves album. This is a mixtape that New Waves is putting out to showcase a lot of the artists that we've had in here and a lot of the features that we've done and you know so on. Okay. So it's not quite an album. It'll be an album feel, but it's a mixtape. Exactly. Because I mean, obviously, with I mean, you've improved a lot on the production, and and everybody's been putting out album-worthy type of music. Right. You know, people that has come into the studio, they've put out album-quality shit. You know, and you you hear it on the radio. You know, Spell's got songs on the radio. Ray's got songs on the radio. I know Lauren's gonna have songs on the radio soon. Tanya's got songs on the radio. So. Yeah. That right there just goes to show that the people that are coming in here to work, they are putting out album quality shit. So that's really cool to to have album quality music and put on a mixtape. You know, that's and that's I've really stressed cool. that a lot too. You know, and the, like people coming in the studio, like be prepared. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you know people come, they they're unprepared or they got YouTube beats or whatever. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying like sometimes people will book a session and pay for a session. And 30 minutes goes by, and I'm like, in my in my head, I'm like, bro, I'm, you're on the clock, dude. Like, you're being charged for this. Like, get to work. So, point is, like, uh, we're establishing a team here that you know we we come in and we work. We know what we want to do, and, and and but sometimes the beauty of not having anything to do and just coming together is magic happens. Like tonight, like Lauren came in earlier tonight. She goes, hey, um, uh, we were working on something totally different. And she's like, hey, um, that beat that you sent me like a long time ago, uh, what's it? I didn't even remember. I pulled it up and I was like, yo, this beat's kind of sick. And then she had lyrics for it and she just laid it down and it, it's a beautiful start to a song already. Oh, yeah, so, Lauren. Lauren's a dope anyways, singer. Anyways, man. Without, Shout out to Lauren. Without rambling or getting confused. Over shit, there. Like, yeah, like, no, it's just, it, there's beauty in everything. Just be ready. Most definitely. And and one of the things that that I enjoy when you are producing is that well, most producers are supposed to do it, but but you actually do it and you actually stick by it and you try to bring the best out of everybody you work with. Hundred percent. Whether you know them or you don't know them in and the fact that you can take somebody who you probably never known or even know what they what kind of talent that they have, you still look and see, okay, you can do this, you can do that, and you and try to bring out the best. And, you know, one thing you did for me was I wrote a song a few years ago, and I it I literally put it on the shelf. I was like, dude, I don't give a shit about this song. And and you heard it and it was like, yo, you can make this a banger. And, you know, you put your you put your tape, you put your touch on it and, and we we put out a song. You know, Know Your Worth is out now. But but to be honest with you. Go save that, download it, buy it. But to Love be, you. To be honest with you, when it comes to music, you really have to dedicate a lot of your time into it. And unfortunately, I don't have the time to dedicate to the music, which is why I've been focusing more on the podcast because yeah. it's something for me. And just mentally, I'm not prepared to to put all that time that I that I used to put into the music before because I'm just not there. But even when I am here to record, you still push me to... to to be what I'm capable of being. And you do that with all the other artists that, that come through these doors as well. Yeah. And 
That's something that, no, I, that I admire about you. And I, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. And I, I think, you know, I think as, as, as a producer, like a lot of people get, get it twisted. I'm trying to get a little more comfortable here. Um, I think a lot of people get it twisted, right? Like where, you know, people think if they make a beat, they're a producer. No, dude. A producer is somebody who, and I'm not, again, I'm not an expert on this, but as I'm learning and as I'm growing, right, a producer is somebody who, can take a beat and add to it or take from it and then take the artist that's doing something with it and guide them through what they should or should not be doing. Not to say that I'm right, you know, 100% of the time, but um, perfect example, I was recording a, a, a rock song earlier today, a cover of a, an acoustic cover of a rock song. I had an artist saying, Steve Butler, actually, if you don't mind me shouting out, Steve Butler, owner of Porky's, super, super, super talented, bro. Crazy vocalist. He's got a, he's got a guitarist that just shreds. And even earlier today during our session, when he was recording, I stopped him several times during recording. I'm like, bro, it's too harsh here. It's too sharp here. He's like, yeah, I know, I know. You know, he he would have stopped himself. But. My point is that's producing, like knowing when you hear something that's off that could be better or you know that the artist can deliver more, right, and be better at what they're doing. You got to bring that out of them, you know. Per another quick example before we jump on to the next subject or whatever, Lauren Peretta, by the way, she in the house over there. She's sunburned as a motherfucker. But, uh, <laughs> no, but, hey, even though come, she's sunburned well as shit, yeah, come on, come say might hello. Well come say what face. up to all of us. Hi. This is Lauren, everybody. <laughs> but, uh, no, even, even though she's sunburned as hell and whatever, she still came in tonight. Um, and laid down some some amazing vocals. Uh, she came in ready on, on, on a track. <laughs> she came in ready, um, but 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 even then, like working with Lauren, like sometimes she'll she'll uh, we're working on a track. I don't know Monday. I think it was Monday or Saturday. I can't remember what it was. Um, but she was she was trying to hit some notes that just weren't quite in the range for for how her natural sound comes out. And collectively together, we, we just worked on it, and um, then we, we found it. You know, when you find it, it's like, it's like, it's like fucking gold. You know what I mean? Uh, like, that's it right there. Do another take. Go now. You know what I mean? It's like, go, 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 go. Do it again. Do it again. So it's exciting, you know. And, and I, I, so, so, I don't know, to end a long uh, description, I think producing is more than just making a beat, bro. It's, it's knowing how to... Um, coaching artists through their vocals, knowing how to uh, mix the vocal to the track and, and, and so on and so forth. And I think a lot of it too is, is, you know, don't rush, you know what I mean? Like, take your time. If you wanna put a song out, don't just put it out because you wanna put it out and you wanna get some music out of that. Dude, do it right, bro. Like, you're a song, know your worth. We we worked on that for what, it was, three months. It felt like a damn eternity. <laughs> right? It seemed yeah. like, <laughs> but, but but still, and it came out fantastic, dude. It came out really good, um, and and it's more than just the music, right? You got cover art, you know, um, music video. If you decide to shoot a music video, yeah, there's a lot of there's gotta a run, lot of factors that go into. Got to run it. promos. You got to do all that. You got to get it ready for what Spotify and get it to be distributed out. What you want to do it at least a week and a half or so ahead of time, because sometimes even if you do it early, they'll still at post minimum. it. Late. You know, that's just the minimum. You really want to do that shit like two, three weeks ahead of time. So that way, at least on the release date, it's ready to go. It's like a bar promotion. Going back to my bar days. You know, whenever I promote for St. Patty's Day, I promote it in, in, in you know, six weeks in advance. Um, same thing with music. It, you got you to gotta gear yourself up, get it ready, make sure it's done, and then promote the shit out of it to have uh, the greatest possible chance of success, you know, that it, that it can potentially uh, reach, you know. And in Guam, we're in such a... Um, we're in such a unique space, right? We're, we're a tiny island in the middle of fucking nowhere, really. Um, and, you know, the music that comes out of here, it, it's, it's um, I think it's underappreciated. Like, we have so many talented artists, bro, including yourself. Um, 
and and it, it's uh, it's just tough to get it out. So we're, we're you know new waves are really pushing that mold um, to to you know get the local music out there and make it as successful as possible. And that's one. And what's cool about new waves is that is that we have people abroad. You know, we have Tanya J. We have Carlo V. Oh, we got AR Almighty AR, AR East Coast. AR. Bro. He's in Washington D.C. right now. That dude is crazy. He is crazy with the flow. That dude be Ugh. every time he spit, it's just hot sauce, just spitting fire. Yeah, I throw up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his lyric. I shit my pants every time I hear him spit. <laughs> Rhymes. It's crazy. Yeah, his, his lyrical game is. I wear depends. I really do. When he comes into the studio, I do wear adult diapers. Yup, he said it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew he was gonna say something I've spoken on this damn podcast. It, it always it always happens. But whatever we're talking about, somebody's gonna say something. But that's the beauty of it is that we can we can talk about a serious topic like mental health, and then at the end of the day, we can just have fun and just and entertain. You know, that's what this is all about. It's yep, just entertaining yep. and just talking about. All, talking about ourselves, you know, talking about life and, you know, our situations and everything. And, uh, all right. So, Jay, where can everybody find you as far as social media? Where can everybody follow you at and listen to your beats? And I don't want people finding me, first of all. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, so, um, uh, um at j.music on Instagram. Um. It's probably the biggest. I, like I, I've fallen off of Facebook, honestly. Like I don't even mm. use Facebook anymore. A lot of people don't use Facebook. I only, I only connect my Instagram to my Facebook just so shit gets out there. Like more, like that's it. Like I, I really don't even use Facebook anymore. Yeah, um, people get in trouble on Facebook. You, you say, you, if you say like ugly on Facebook, they'll suspend you. You know what I mean? You, you say anything on Facebook, they suspend you. So, so I don't blame stupid. you for Every, not being Everything's on Facebook. so political nowadays, and everything's so fucking. Tighten it, and uh, everyone, you gotta watch what you say. We're having a free speech, by the way. Fuck it, let's 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 talk about it. Let's talk let's about talk it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it because I'm with you on that shit, you know. And it's a lot of the uh, um, how can I say it? The the L, the L words. The L words are the ones that's trying to fuck with the Constitution. Liars. Um, liberals. Liberals. Yeah, the liberals try to cancel you for 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 Democrats. Them. Those ones. Those ones. Yo. Yeah, and I'm I'm not a fan of it. You know, the Constitution was written for a reason. We have the First Amendment, which is free speech, and they took it away from our former president, who brought this country. In my opinion, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but Donald Trump took this place, took America, bro. Biden inherited a fucking genius plan. And fucking ruined it, in my opinion. Yup, I said it. Go ahead. Gas is five dollars. Thanks, Biden. Yeah, thanks, bitch. Yeah, and I'm gonna say this too. And I was thinking this in my head: if if Trump was stealing off his gas, wouldn't be five dollars. No. Whether I like Trump or not, hey, America was doing all right because all this other shit. Sorry to uh, cut you off, but all this other like you know they try to push all these agendas and try to make Trump the bad guy with the whole, like, the BLM and all this shit. Yo, this shit was happening when Obama was in office, too. Facts. This shit was happening way before. Don't forget about the swine flu, H1N1 virus, yep. Ebola. All yep. these little pandemics was going on while Obama was in office. But as soon as coronavirus comes out, while Trump is in office, while they're getting ready to run another election, they try to, oh, we got to wear masks now. And they make this thing is way bigger than what it it's needs all to be bullshit. all just to antagonize Trump. And that's something that I don't fuck with. And what I can respect about Donald Trump is that is that he tried to bring back masculinity, something that they've been trying to call toxic for so long. I like the fact that Trump's not afraid to say what the fuck he wants to say. I'm not afraid that I like the fact that he's not afraid to speak his mind. Now, whether I like him as a person or not, at least I can respect the person who's not afraid to be who they are. And that's what I respect about Donald Trump. I wouldn't even say masculinity. I, personally, I would take the whole masculinity thing off the table. I wouldn't even put that in a category. I would just say he's a real motherfucker, straight up. And he gives a shit. He cares. He's real. He's behind the science. He's behind the realism. Um, 
I wouldn't even say behind the science. He, he's just he's just a real motherfucker, and he cares, bro. Now we got all this. I I hate to turn this podcast from a mental health thing and a new wave studio thing into a political discussion. But hey, look at the we, look, look, look at the shit that's happening on the border. Kamala Harris was appointed to to be the head of 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 whatever the fuck title she was given. Fuck titles, by the way, especially in politics. She ain't even been to the border. There's thousands, thousands of fucking illegal immigrants coming into this country under their watch. And well, we haven't been there yet because I just told about the coronavirus and this is wear your mask. And while people are fucking wearing the mask in Guam, how if this fucking coronavirus is so deadly and so contagious, why is it okay motherfuckers can wear a shirt around their face or a bandana around their face? When smoke particles can come through 99% of the masks that people are wearing. And the coronavirus particle is is much smaller than a smoke particle and it can get through their mask. Give me a fucking break, dude. You go into a restaurant, wear your mask until you get to your table. Take your mask off, sneeze, cough, fart, do whatever the fuck you're doing while you're eating. And then you got to put your mask on to walk to the bathroom. Give me a fucking break, dude. Sorry. I'm, I'm which sorry, one? but not sorry. And oh, oh yeah. Also, those kids are still in those cages too. Yeah. So they take a picture of an empty cage when they fucking cram all these kids in another cage. Why aren't Why aren't uh uh uh, uh you know news reporters and, and investigators and, and and people allowed into these places? Why? Because it's fucked. People coming in here illegally, bro. I'm all about people coming to America. And seeking American citizenship, doing it the legal way, but doing it, doing, do, throwing fucking kids over the border and allowing people here. Get, get the fuck out of here amidst a pandemic that everybody think is so dangerous and so scary, and they just want to let these people in and then give them a forty-eight hour window to fucking just walk into our country, bro. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Yeah, because you got so many people that that's done so much and have gone through so much to get here and do it the right way. Yep. And that's making them look bad because there's people who do want to be here and want to do everything the right way and make an honest living here where where there's more opportunities here than it is where where they come from. And you got people that are that are coming here illegally and they're stealing taxpayer dollars. That's money that could also Fast. go to people that that's trying. And and that, and I agree that's that's totally not fair. So so Bringing up taxes real quick before we get to the real topic, maybe if we get to it, <laughs> mental health. Right? I mean, we we talked we touched up on mental health, but you know, we, hey. Yeah, but no, but I mean, taxes. For example, as a realtor, I pay five percent of my my gross or my net earnings every single month to the government of Guam. Five percent, right? So if I if I if I bring in it just for the sake of math, if I if I make ten grand in a month. Right after I pay my brokerage, I still pay five percent to the government of Guam. Then at the end of the year, when I file my taxes, I still pay. It's not considered state because we're not a state, but I pay Guam tax. On so I'm double taxed in Guam as a realtor. I pay five percent every single month. So if I have a really good month and I make thirty grand, forty grand, I'm I'm not saying like I'm, I'm mad at it, but if I have a really good month like that, I pay Guam. Five percent of my gross earnings, not my net, of my gross, GRT, gross tax. Okay. Then at the end of the year, I use a certified public accountant, CPA for short. Um, so I turn all my 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 summaries in and my my expenses and everything to my accountant, and then my accountant goes, "Okay, well now you owe uh, government of Guam or Treasury of Guam." Uh, two thousand eight hundred and thirty-five dollars, and then you owe uh U.S. tax sixteen thousand, bro. I had a really good year a couple years ago before the pandemic hit. I'm thinking, how the fuck you gonna tax me over twenty thousand dollars of money that I worked my ass off for after I paid my brokerage, after I paid my monthly taxes to Guam? Like that shit's crazy, bro. That shit's nuts. And and that money is going to, to to fund to people that don't work. 
people that don't don't the, the people that think they're entitled to sit on their couch and collect fucking pua and whatever else. I, I'm saying like some people don't have that choice. Some people are in a different position, and, and I feel for that, and I, I do. But as a, as a, as a taxpayer, yo, that shit is not okay, bro. And now, you know, Biden, you know, increasing capital gains tax and tax on corporate businesses and everything else like that. Yeah, oh my God, don't get me started. I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> no, that's what that's what Yup I said it is for. He wanted to say some shit. Yup, he said it. Talking his shit. You know what I'm saying? Hey, this is a this is a proud. I'm talking my shit. Talking this, some facts. This is a hey. It's a proud American right here. Not only that, man. I'm a ta- I'm a fucking yeah. Ta- I'm American and taxpayer. American I, I, I taxpayer. Work my fucking ass off like we all do. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm just oh. Yes, God. sir. Hardworking right wing conservative American man right here. Yes, sir. Either. I fuck with the conservatives because as I've gotten older and I started to see, because you know, obviously, like you know, people that from my area lean more towards like Democrats. But yeah, yeah, even yeah. if you look at history, Democrats always had an agenda against black people or against yeah. minorities. So for it to be like switched around now, it's just I don't get it because the Republicans have always wanted to do what's best for the country as a whole. And, you know, Democrats are, are more about the people, even if it means fucking over the country. But, hey, we looked out for y'all, even though gas is five dollars now, but we still got you what you wanted. You wanted you wanted to have your free your, this and discount that where it doesn't fucking matter. You want to have your your gay pride month and your national coming out day and all that. You want to celebrate an orientation that really, really isn't nobody's business. But what you do behind closed doors. You want to celebrate that. Go ahead. Go fuck up traffic in Santa Monica. All you want to. Gas gonna be five dollars though, but hey, you can celebrate you. You can you can be yourself and and put it in everybody's face. Yeah. Crazy uh, shit, bro. I mean, I could I could go I could go yo. on and on. Well, yo, man, I, I, don't I, even, I, I don't even honestly, talk about this type of shit. I'll be keeping my mouth shut. Yo, but yo, but oh. yo, dude, let, let's talk then, because I I haven't been a political person ever in my life. Me neither. Until until things started. Until I started seeing real shit, um, when Trump was about to end his four, you know, his, his first term as president, mm-hmm. and the Democrats and all this shit, and you know, came in and 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 um, it it really opened my eyes. So I, there are some things democratically on the blue side that I agree with, and there's a majority of things on the red side that I agree with. Like I would say I'm I'm definitely more Republican than Democrat. Um, and I wholeheartedly believe that Trump was like, fuck you. I'm going to do what I think is best for this country. And he did. And I think that's why they pushed him out. Because now look what's happening. There's more war and there's, there's more shit going on in Syria than there was when Trump was in office. Yeah. People are fucking getting killed. People are starving over there again. That wasn't an issue when Trump was in office. I'm not saying Trump is the answer. Maybe it's just a Republican in general. Yeah. Uh, however, since Biden's been in office, his fucking dumb, stumbling ass, mumbling ass, fucking retard ass. Yup, I said it. That dude can't even fucking read something off the palm of his hand and look straight into the camera without fucking fumbling over words and, 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 and misguiding people and misleading people. The, his own political advisor told people that he shouldn't even be taking questions. They don't want him taking questions because he might get in trouble. Who the fuck's running the show, bro? Who the fuck's running the show? Ain't President Biden. It's not him. Somebody else is controlling his ass. If he can't answer questions on his own accord, and stand up to the people and say, yeah, I fucking did that. Yeah, that was my decision. Why? Oh, because it's for the, uh, you know, give me an example. Don't just walk off and, feel, oh, sorry, can't take any questions. Fuck you. No, fuck you, dude. We as the American people, we deserve answers from our leaders. This is a prime example of why people like Biden and the Democrat Party, for the most-ish, should not be in control, man. Anyways, I'm getting passionate about this shit. <laughs> I even actually, so on another note, it, it, uh, since I started getting a little bit political, on a serious note. Okay. Uh, I mean, I've been on a serious note, but um, even for Guam, I actually considered running for senator or running for lieutenant governor or something. I, um, 
it's something that I I don't want to do, um, but I think Guam needs it. You know what I mean? I think they need somebody um, from the outside, necessarily, who's not born and raised here, somebody that doesn't have that last name to support them and get them to the top. I, I, I truly feel like Guam uh, needs somebody to come in here and do something about the roads, about the infrastructure, about uh, everything, dude. I, I, I just, I, f I feel like not enough is being done. I, I feel like Lulian Guerrero, uh, Guerrero is, is, is a very, very poor um, um, a person to be in power and to control the government. Josh Tenorio, I love the dude, man. He's, he's, he's a friend of mine. Um, I give all my respect to him. I think it's actually smart that he's not speaking up or putting himself in the political light. Um, maybe it's because he's, and, and maybe it's because he realizes that what his party or what his leaders are doing are wrong. Uh, I, I don't know what it is, right? I, I, I stay out of it. As a friend, I'm not going to call him or text him and be like, hey, what's up, bro? Um, that's not my position. And I'm, I, I've never been in politics, but s there's something inside of me that's been telling me, like, I should... I should run or I should do something because I think this island really needs somebody from the outside to come in and and actually do good for it, bro. There's so much money being wasted through the Guam Power Authority, uh, the water, the trash. There's a there's there's, there's a fucking uh, excuse my fucking language. There's a there's a shortage on trash cans and recycle bins on this island. Um, when even when Calvo was in office, he wanted to raise uh, uh, the the trash fees uh, from thirty something dollars a month to fifty something dollars a month, and that extra increase in price was going to go to bail out uh, uh, GMH. Why the fuck are you going to tax the people or increase fees on the people to pay for some shit that you guys couldn't handle in the first place? There's so many problems here in Guam politically, um, environmentally that I would love to fix and be a part of. Um, I don't know if that's the right direction for me or 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 not, but um, I'm 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 passionate about it. I care. I give a shit. Whether I fit the mold or I get a you know do something about it, that's a different story, you know. Yeah, and I mean, and we all love it here, and 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 it is a shame to just see you driving around. I need to see all this unnecessary trash, and and Dude. you got the people here that that they claim that they love that they love this island. People that were born and raised here that say that they love it, but. They're destroying what They're they the say they love. They're the ones the beaches, leaving the abandoned cars, dumping their pets, leaving stray dogs. Like, yo, you come to my, you come to a place where I live. I live on a nice street in a really shitty area where there's trash everywhere. There's abandoned cars everywhere. There's stray dogs everywhere. Dead dogs on the side of the road. There's dog shit in the middle of the road. I gotta swerve around every day. We shouldn't. We shouldn't have to. We shouldn't be living like this. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I got all the answers, but I'm saying, like, people need to do shit about it. The village mayors and the village uh, senators and everything, they need to pay more attention to what the fuck's happening in their village. I've even gone to the village mayor's offices and say, hey, look, um, you know, I'd like to file a, a, a you know, a, a complaint or, or file something. Um, I'm seeing this happening in the village that I live in. I'm a registered resident. Um, there's abandoned cars that are blocking my view coming out of my street. I can't even see to turn onto the road. Can you guys do something about it? They don't do shit, bro. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, we got to get better, Guam. We got to get better. And and I know people are going to probably be mad that, you know, we're criticizing and we're talking. But, yo, this is we're criticizing this because not because we hate Guam. I love it here. I've been here 14, 15 years. Yeah. If I hated it that much, I'd fucking leave, bro. Exactly. I got People family who don't in the like States. Guam. I got places to go. I love this island. I just want to see it better. You know, I want to see it do better. That's all. We just, we, cause, because we know the real beauty Guam has to offer, and we know the beauty that Guam is, but when people are doing things that take away from it, like, yo, we, we live here, too, you know? I understand people are like, oh, well, you're not from here. You're, you're not Chamorro, so you're not local. All this other goofy shit. Like, shut the fuck up, number one. And number two, like, yo, I pay my tax dollars to be here, and for somebody that's not from here, like, yo, we contribute more to this fucking island than you do. So what now? Bitch. <laughs>
<laughs> no, but uh, yeah, no, but no, I, I, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I, I, I totally agree. Like, I hear what you're saying. Um, I, I wouldn't say you know, as a whole, we contribute more or less or whatever. It, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a residential, it's a island, um, c- collectiveness. Yeah. I guess for a lack of better words or a lack of better way to describe it, I think. Um. There's just too many people that, and I, you know what, what's really sad, and what I've seen as long as I've been here, and you call me out on this, you text me, call me, fucking email me, whatever. People with the right name, the right last name, will always have more power and more respect over people that don't have the right last name, right? For example, I'll call out Chris Duenas right now. I don't know if he's Democrat or Republican senator. He's the most crooked motherfucker I've seen post this on IG or whatever. He's the most crooked senator. I can't believe people elected this guy again for another term. He's so I got so much dirt on this guy. I'm not going to spill it now, but if anybody's got any questions, call me and I may spill the beans or open the can of worms. I've been here long enough, and I, I, I think, like, my experience in the bar, like, as a bartender and as a bar owner, you, you wear many different hats, right? You're, and especially when I'm bartending, when I was a bartender, you're kind of a therapist at the same time, too, right? People come in, and they'll spill the beans and shit. And I've seen Chris Duaneus come in and get fucking hammered at a horse and cow and talk about, oh, this, oh, that, oh, can you... Uh, can we do a political campaign and can we do a fundraiser here? Nah, bro. I'm, I'm neutral, dude. Like when I was in that industry, I'm not going to support this person or that person or whatever, because if I support you, your opponents probably won't support me. Right? So when I was in that business, I stayed very neutral. Uh, I feel like, I feel like, you know, if I, if I, if I had another outlet like this, to be more outspoken and to be more real and 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 give it straight to how I feel, uh, I'd let it out, dude. I would let it out, bro. I, I know I'm, I know so many of these politicians and stuff out here, and I know so much so much stupid shit. And I've got some great ideas for this island that would really take this place um, to another level in terms of beautification. Uh, you know, tourism, obviously, with this whole bullshit COVID thing that we're going through, uh, that that's a damper on things. But aside from that, I've got some really, really good political ideas that would make a very minor impact on the people, that would make a huge impact on how this island uh, would operate, look, feel, uh, and everything else. I'm not going to share my ideas because people will steal them. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I've got some, I got some real true shit like up my sleeve that could really, really bring this uh, this island to another level. So, anyways, I'm gonna stop there. All right, Jay. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious hey. though. I, I'm serious. Hey, he said it, and I believe him. Look at this fucking studio. One of one of. One of one of the three wise men is what I like to call them. The three musketeers, the three wise men. That's what I call them. So y'all follow Mr. J Dot here at J Dot Music on social media, on Instagram, and all that good stuff. And follow me on Twitter, on IG at Yup I Said It Pod. And don't forget to subscribe to the most electrifying and entertaining podcast on Guam. Yup, I said it. Y'all have fun, love life, and love yourselves. Peace. Let's go.